Alright, welcome to the Week 8 Sons of Fantasy Football League podcast, brought to you by Red Triangle Sports. I'm your host, Matt Kozlowski, the Denver Desert Dog, the first place Denver Desert Dog, the 196.5 point Denver Desert Dog. Joining me tonight, Eddie Mitchum. How's it going, bub? Going well, Matt. Yeah? Are you, um, are you the number one overall scorer, Steel Curtain? Do believe so. Joining me and Eddie tonight, three and four, Shane Stein. Not great to be here. <laughs> Fucking hate this league. <laughs> I think you, it's great to be here. You get back. What, you get back what you put in. So that's true. Um. Yeah, hundred ninety six. Then you get to collect without giving them. What? <laughs> Because you can collect without actually putting in. Yeah, you can roll credit forward, you know. Oh. 45, 45 seconds in, we got a Spears. Yeah. Spears <laughs> oh, nice, there it is. Yeah. No, no, no. Minute 30, minute 30. So, uh, I forgot yeah. about the intro music. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, there's Spears. Um, Probably the second one will come sometime when we start talking about the fact that Eddie Lacy's in the starting lineup this week. But um, other than that... Shane, uh, Troy's five and two, he's in a good spot as well. Um, hundred ninety six and a half points. You guys ever seen anything like that? Not on Fanduel. Those bonkers. <laughs> yeah, never, never really did. It's a, it's a pretty incredible league. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just was... talked about it. We we literally talked about this like I feel like last week at this time. Me and you saying that your team was due for a big one. I told you it was yeah. coming. Yeah, I thought I knew that it was coming here soon. I didn't think it'd be quite that big. I was expecting like three or four straight hundred and twenty point performances. Not to just, you know, go Willy Wonka through the ceiling there, but we'll see. See what happens this week. I, girlie's on by. So it's not not a great forecast for the team this week, but I'm sure we'll get into that in the matchups. Shane, we did pretty well with the trivia question last week. What do, you got, what do you got for us this week? I just ran through it. Um, well, I think it's something we're going to touch on later in the show because that, so that's kind of what led me to this question. Um, last year, there were only five quarterbacks that averaged at least 19 points a game in fantasy. So far this year, there are already 11 quarterbacks averaging 19 points in our league. I think that's what we intended to do when we increased, changed the scoring around a little bit. So there are 11 quarterbacks. Can you name the 11 quarterbacks averaging at least 19 points a week? Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is fourth, averaging 26.4. I'll take my quarterback, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is seventh, averaging 23.9. No idea who the other ones are. Um, There's two off the board out of 11. Name a good player. I'll go with Tom Brady. Tom Brady's fifth. He's averaging 25.4. I'm going to say that if I get this one wrong, it's on some kind of a 
fucking misqualification or something, but Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers is 11th, okay. averaging 19.1. That's stupid. He's the last That's guy. so dumb that they do that because they only have him 11th because they took away the week last week that he didn't play, but whatever. Sean Watson. Tied for number two. 27 as well with Dak. Trying to take a stab, huh? I'll go Stafford. Matthew Stafford is 10th. 19.6. Uh, Drew Brees. Take uh, Mr. Scammer and Newton. Scam Newton is number 12. Oh. 18.7. But Jared, other than that, Jared Goff is not. Jared Goff, I believe, was number 13 or 14. Um, this is a strong list of guys Stop. around this guy. J Boo, Jameis Winston is uh, number 9, 19.8 a week. That's dumb. Didn't see that coming. I, I wouldn't have had Winston on this list. It's pretty fitting that you guys didn't get him. He had two big games, though, I guess. He also had a 2.4 effort, so... Um, interesting. Good question. Nice job, Ed. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we've strayed away from quarterback play uh, the last couple questions, so... Yeah. Nice to get back at it. All right, let's take a quick peek at the standings. Um, first of all, points lead, points race gets a little tight here. Eddie's the only team over 800 points with 816. Uh, next best, the Hammer, Butler, 788. Um, Stein right behind him at 786. Me right behind Stein at 781. So it's all pretty bunched up there. Um, right behind me is Ty with 586. So, um, no, Ty knows, um, I, Ty knows I love him, and, um, he, he was a little disappointed about how he got dogged last week, but he wasn't that upset about it. 
So, actually, Mick was more upset about how we talked about him trading Garcon than Ty was. So, um, he defended the deal by saying, if Carlos Hyde gets traded next year, I have a keeper, nice keeper running back. Kind of like Eddie saying, if Alshon Jeffries traded to the Patriots next year, I have a great keeper. <laughs> so. What? Yeah, I know. He's not that Michael Thomas is doing anything, but he's been a bum. Yeah, but Thomas was cheaper. Um, standings though, we got tied tied at the top of the Elway. Two five and two teams. Ice cream and hammer. Spears won't die. It's not gonna happen. I I don't know what to say. Um, he's pretty much the safest bet to make the playoffs. Him and Butler right now. Um, they each have games left against. Tie and sure, almost have to consider those wins right now. Unless you run into some bad luck, seven wins guaranteed. They really just need to win one more, and those two guys are pretty much safely in. So definitely have to feel pretty good about their chances to make the playoffs. And then you have me at five and two, top the Farve with the curtain and Seawolves right behind me. Um. Down the stretch in the far division is going to be very, very exciting and interesting because every team is still in the in the hunt right now, and no team is really sold yet. So, anything you guys see from standings? No, you're, everything you said is right. All right, that's uh, that's great. Good job. I guess yeah. I, I guess since Bull traded McCoy, I guess Bull technically started the sell off. So, um, yeah, that was the one. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Guy goes out. Guy goes out and makes three acquisitions to improve his team in the last two or three weeks, and that's what that's what he gets for it. So, no wonder he thinks you're a peon chain. Um, all right, let's talk about who are some fantasy MVPs so far at the halfway mark. Who, who do you guys see around the NFL that's winning leagues for people right now? Todd Gurley. <laughs> yeah, he's been really good. Um, Todd Gurley and Cream Hunt, obviously. Cream Hunt, just based on probably where you got him in your draft. Yeah. Um, but Todd Gurley, based on he is who we thought he was. Kind of. That's how I feel about finally. Prescott and Wentz. I mean, you probably drafted him as your QB too, and it's really hard to get him out of your lineup right now. Yeah, definitely. I mean, those are guys. Wentz was was Wentz even drafted in our league? Yeah, I drafted him for a dollar and then dropped him. For, dropped him for Chris Carson, who I flipped for Julio Jones. So. Just, I mean, just looking at that. Just looking at the QB list that we just talked about, I mean, guys like Alex Smith, yeah. Dak Prescott, Carson Wentz, those are guys who either probably didn't get drafted or, well, Deshaun Watson, the top four, those top four guys, mm-hmm. either didn't get drafted or you drafted them just as a, as a backup, last kind of your last guy on your bench, and they're all averaging over 25 points a week. Yeah. Uh, so you guys, for me, at the running back spot, one... 
is an RB1 right now. One is the 13th running back. And I told you cause in the offseason leading up to our draft because this was kind of the first year that I was starting to buy in this PPR back. And here we have Chris Thompson as an RB1 and Duke Thompson at 13. Yeah. I think those guys that are late late draft deals that in our league are very viable flexes, if not more. Yeah, and right behind those guys is Alvin Kamara, who I'm, I'm taking the training wheels off him here the next couple of weeks. He, he got the RB two spot, so yeah, guys like that definitely, definitely play a role, um, in today's NFL, in fantasy and in real life. So, Chris Thompson's been incredible. He's lightning quick, um, and yeah, Duke Johnson's been pretty just consistent. So, it's hard to. It's hard to get excited about those guys being an owner of them, but it's also hard to take them out of the lineup because it's just like I feel like a base seven. Anything on top of seven is gravy. And yeah, it's a good call out on Thompson. Uh, watching that game on Monday night, I mean, a couple of takeaways. Obviously, I think we all saw that Carson Wentz is pretty good, but Chris Thompson was probably the second best player on the field, in my opinion. Anyway, he looked he looked really good. It was he was, he was half a running back. It was. And um, I think I, I think I ate some crow on that like three weeks ago. <laughs> I said he was. Oh, we're gonna keep talking about the same trades. I thought we could talk about the same thing. Or no, nothing like eating stale crow. <laughs> <laughs> I think Reed's another guy. Uh, I think if he gets thrown out one round later than he did in our league, um, I mean, I think in snake drafts. He's not necessarily a league winner, so I think he's probably like fifth round. Mm-hmm. I mean, still good value for what he's doing. I mean, in our league, if he didn't get thrown when he got thrown, I think he was like a ten dollars player. And I mean, that's that's deep. think about the impact uh, Chris Hogan's had on Butler's team too this year. I mean, he goes out and completely just butchers the wide receiver position in the draft, getting Sanders and Cobb. Um, Thurs Hogan on his team out of nowhere, I feel like, just because he wanted to get a $1 player that no one else would bid on, and um, he's been the guy that Butler hit on this year, much like Melvin Gordon and Devontae Freeman in the past, so good on him for that. I think uh, tight end standouts is obviously Evan Ingram. Yeah. There was, it wasn't long ago, we were saying, can you really play that play that close prime situation you couldn't have foreseen what he's got going on but don't lie well don't don't sell yourself short here either bud uh Zach Ertz you nailed that one yeah and he was probably going somewhere between 7 to 10th round right yeah I would say so I mean getting that production at any position from a 7 to 10th round pick is just such an advantage. Other guys going, other guys going, other guys going in those rounds would be like Martavis Bryant and Amir Abdullah. They both suck. They're not. I mean, it's just they both stink of football. So, what'd you say? I say he's a hell of a lot better than Grok's price. Yeah, but you know, I watched that game with Butler Sunday night and. I never really had a doubt that Butler was going to pull that off against Shane, but anytime Brady threw the ball to Gronk, like you could just hear Butler holding his breath. Like that—that that is just 
there's only a few players in the league that when you're watching a game, they can have that impact on you watching the game. Ertz isn't there yet. I like Ertz better. I think he's more consistent. I'm more likely to play Ertz in FanDuel week to week. But Gronk still. I don't know if it's the Brady factor, what it is, but when he's out in the field, you you, you always know where he is and you're always watching him. Does that make sense, what I just said? All out. All right. There's players. AB's one of those players. When Whenever Ben looks down the field, you, you immediately have to hold your breath if you're playing against him. So. All right, let's get into the Week 8 matchups. Start off with the juicy one here. Fleetwood Franchise versus Steel Curtain. Ty versus Ed. Question for Ty's team. Who do you guys think will be Ty's highest scoring player this week? Um, it's hard, hard to say. He has like three players in his lineup, so. Yeah, he's going to have to pick some dudes up. <laughs> um, uh, Fat Rob. There was a series or two, like, late in the game where he was in, like, ass catching. Really? I'm going to say Thompson, Thompson that... got hurt. Huh? Thompson tweaked something late. He had to sit out a series. I'm going to say that it'll be Tyrod Taylor. I like what he did there. He's not on his team yet. <laughs> like we did there. But he'll be pro- I'm going to say that's who he picks up as the quarterback. He seems to just cycle Mariota and Taylor back and forth. Like, that. those are his guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take Hunter Henry because New England's defense stinks. So I will go with Double H to hit him with the pedigree. Um, <laughs> if, if Eddie, this, this show is off the rails. If Eddie's going to send us Daniel Bryan gifts, I can mix in a wrestling joke every now and then, too. So. Alright, question for Ed's team. Right now, Drew Brees is currently QB11. That's in terms of total points, not um, average. Is that too high for him, too low for him, or just right? Personally, watching Brees this year, I don't feel like he's playing great football, but the production's been there, so. Um, Five week already, so. Um, I think he ends up more like seven or eight. Um, I think I think he's played pretty well. Um, I think he realizes that their team's actually pretty good this year. Yeah, I think they're starting to play well, and he doesn't. They don't have to just throw the ball fifty times, and he doesn't have to throw for four hundred yards. Um, the rest of the team's actually pretty good. Yeah, eight's probably right. That's also that I sneakily nailed. What did you say? That's not that's not important. Can I toss out something else that I sneakily nailed in the preseason? Sure. Let's hear it. Brandon Coleman. What about him? He's been good. In spots. He's up and down. But, I mean, he's been a fan. We sure about that? All right. Uh, who wins? Ty, Ty versus Ed. 
Eddie, who wins? Uh, the best team in the league, the Curtain. Oh, nice. You want that number one power ranking spot tomorrow, don't you? You're going to throw it on me anyway. You can't no. that. No. Pull off your competition and rank you. No, I'm taking it for myself. The jinx doesn't exist, and I'm going back into 2015 FU mode. So, um, I'm the best team in the league, and I'm going to sit there the rest of the year. So, um, Points says I heard that's the indicator. Once heard that the team with the most points is typically the best. I didn't say that. That is correct. I didn't say that. That's nonsense. Not in this case, though. Um, Kaz's team is the best. All right. Absolute hybrid slumber. Let's let's talk. Let's talk one at a time here. <laughs> um, Eddie's gonna win that matchup, so it's clean sweep. Let's go on to the best team in the league against Brandon Scher, Uh and Abusement Park. Start off with Abusement Park. Do you guys like Lat Murray this week? And then I have a bonus question after you answer that. No. No, I don't like him any week. He had a good week last week, though. Yes, he did. I didn't like him before. <laughs> so you're just allowed to have good games every now and then is what you're saying. Yeah. All right. Actually, Cleveland's run D. Cleveland's run D isn't bad, so I actually don't like him this week. I think he finishes... As a flex one in our league. Outside the top 24 running backs. Follow-up question for Lat Murray. Would the Raiders have been better off keeping him than signing Marshawn Lynch? Yes. <laughs> okay. Just I like to throw in Marshawn Lynch jokes every now and then. So. Yeah, I, may, I make a trade this week. We don't even talk about trades before the uh, matchups this week. That's weird. All right, talk about it. <laughs> All right, can C.J. Anderson figure it out in a favorable matchup for the Desert Dogs? No. I thought last week was going to be the week he figured it out. Chargers were missing a big-time D-tackle. I don't even know his name, but I heard about it. thought he was going to have a good week, and he didn't. Um good enough to give him the rock enough. Like, he's a volume guy. He's yeah. not going to do anything <clears throat> eight, ten touches. Uh, I mean, they got to be controlling the game defensively and be feeding in the rock for him to get your fantasy numbers, and they're not good enough to do that right now. Yeah, no, not this week. No. Not this week. I do think I do think he's going to be a mainstay all, all year. I don't know if he's going to be as good as you hoped. But he's going to be a startable every week. Let me rewind back to when you say as good as I hoped. I didn't think he was good. I told you that. You were making him... You said... You guys both said, actually, but it was more so Shane, that him being thrown into the deal made it just absolutely infallible, atrocious, the worst thing I've ever seen. God gouged my eyes out. And I told you he's not... He's not a consistent week-to-week player, and he's going to go through a stretch like this. So, um, I just want to let you guys know that I told you that. He's a target of mine. That's why I said that. I wanted to go get him while Papa Cobb was going to be selling. Because that was back when I thought Simeon was a capable NFL quarterback. Yeah. That's all come crashing down. So, it's a week-to-week game, buddy. I've heard that one. It is a week-to-week game, but I also feel like... Yeah, thank you. Um, 
I also feel like he's done this now three straight years. So, you know, some guy just had the book written on him. Who wins this matchup? Sure versus Kaz. I'll take the second best team in the league. Um, Kaz. Alright. Let's go to Bowl versus. No, sorry. Papa Kaz versus Spears. Two trade buddies right here. Start off with. Life buddies, I think. What? Just life buddies. Yeah. Yeah, they're broskies. Start off with Papa Kaz's team here. Give me a Kyle Rudolph stat line prediction. He's going up against the putrid Browns defense against tight ends. I'll go five for fifty nine and one score. Fourteen point four points. What's what are you laughing about? What I don't just know. made me laugh. Six six for sixty, five for fifty nine. We're right on. Oh, I didn't, see I didn't even listen to what you said. I just heard the two scores. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna get that extra one yard touchdown at the goal line fade. There you go. So Maybe a little uh, shovel pass or something. If uh, Sarkeesian starts running their offense, they can... Those are the, those are the gayest touchdowns, man. I saw a couple of them already this, this year. They're so gay. Brandon, Brandon Cooks got us one last week in CBS. <laughs> yeah, they're so gay. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you can actually call things that in 2017 on the public <laughs> thing, but that's fine. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> that was Shane Stein that said that. <laughs> Eddie Mitchell and I are not responsible in any way. Sue me. <laughs> <laughs> At the end, we said the bubble grows fast. Anything the same size, we're not responsible for. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, all right, talk about Spears' team. Can Jarvis Landry finish inside top 15 wide receiver this year? He's currently number 13. Can he finish as top 15? He's currently 13. I think he's going to be tight, but I think he can. I mean, he's all he got. That's not true, but right now he is. When when we see it from Devontae Parker, I believe it. Let's go four years running here now. We'll just go into next year. He's had He waiting. had two really good games before he got hurt. We were We were seeing it. It was happening. Plays two games and takes six off every yeah. year. Now you're on Jarvis Landry after he was undraftable for you ever again. Not on Jarvis Landry. All right, Shane, can he? Yes, he can. Um, I don't think he really loses a step with Matt Moore at quarterback. I don't mind Matt Moore trucking it a little bit. No, Matt Moore's like uh, uh, Tom Brady replacing Drew Bledsoe. That's how Dolphins fans are acting, <laughs> so... No, more probably um, more is probably better for Landry. Uh, 
Yeah. So yeah. He definitely can. I think he can too. There's been some big wide receiver names that have been underperforming. Um, maybe I can call them up here real quick. Call up the rankings. So behind Jarvis Landry, guys that could probably catch him. Keenan Allen, I'd imagine we think he's better than Jarvis Landry. Um, Des Bryant, T.Y. Hilton, Julio Jones, Doug Baldwin, Amari Cooper, Michael Thomas. So there have been some underperforming names that could definitely jump up and catch him. Um, but Landry's safe in the sense that a lot of his productions uh, tied into catches. And, you know, Nelson Aguilar's ahead of him. I expect that to correct itself at some point this year. But I do think Landry will be the best receiver on Spears' team the rest of the year. So, who wins, Papa versus Spears? Uh, uh, I never like to pick a team that has three guys starting from the same team, but when you're playing against the Niners, I don't hate it. I'm going to go ice cream, but I could see this going either way. Um, two really good teams here. I'm going to go with the Patriots. I think they're a little bit better. Um, I will also take the Patriots to win too many duds in uh, Spears' lineup. Eddie Lacy, non-factor. I'm still not in on Smallwood. Um, we'll see. See what happens there. I think this is a game where they get up big and either they see what kind of a workload Smallwood can handle or they just give it to the closer, McGarrett Blunt. Um, but I don't think all I don't think Smallwood and Aguilar can both have big games. I don't know. So, yeah, too many duds in that lineup for me. You don't think Smallwood and Aguilar can have good games? Um, I don't know. I don't I don't think. I don't think. I'm so. I wasn't saying you're right. I just think the Niners are pretty bad. Yeah, I just don't know. I don't. Know. I just think that's a strange combination to be like the top two Eagles scorers. I guess I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say can't have a good game. I meant like I don't think those two are capable of being the ones that lead the Eagles production. Gotcha. Like I would much rather have Wentz or Ertz this week over Aguilar. In terms of like best game, and then I'd I'd rather have Blunt because I think he runs easily over this team. So I think so too. I, th- I think I'd rather Blunt than Smallwood. Yeah, I like that. All right, let's talk Bowl versus Fegley, the Weevils versus the Clan. Pretty sure we have to ask Fegley to change his team name too for next year in 2017. So that may be maybe something maybe something happens. Um, how do you guys feel about Bro Mixon this week? I'm pretty sure we can't talk about Bro Mixon on a podcast too in 2017. He's done some things. There's, you can't even podcast. In 2017. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there, there, you can't really speak. <laughs> next, next week's uh, next week's co-host John Um How do we feel about Joe Mixon this week? First guy I put in my FanDuel lineup this week. Bro, Mixon. I think he's going to have a nice game. 
Uh, I think he's just due, he's due to get get the touches. I think it's stupid that he didn't have a carry in the second half last week. Um, Jeremy Hill. Jeremy Hill needs to go away. Like, that's just dumb. Yeah, he's bad. This is totally off topic, but Pagano's getting canned, right? <laughs> like, that guy's dead in the water. Like, it, I don't... I, don't go. I think after this season he gets canned. I don't think it happens mid-season. Okay. There's a theory on this. Actually, Bill Simmons talked about it on his podcast, on his Guest Alliance podcast with Cousin Sal on Monday. Um, why would you fire Pagano and risk someone coming in and firing up the team and having them win some games? Like, you're, you're a guaranteed top five pick if you leave that guy in charge of the team the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah, he is, uh, he's pretty poor. And, and what comes back, I still think that's a top ten job in the NFL. But luck has to be there. Otherwise, it's the worst job in the NFL, in my opinion. So, no, I shouldn't say the worst. Sorry. Forgot about the Browns. Cleveland's the worst. Yeah, Cleveland's the worst. Question for Fagley's team. What do you guys think's wrong with Matt Ryan? And which quarterback would you play on Fagley's team this week? Matt Ryan or famous Jameis Winston? I think the problem with Matt Ryan is Steve Sarkeesian. Nailed that too. Wanted to give you a chance to plug that. That's why I threw that in here. He's awful. Um, and I th- think I'd start Jameis at home. Uh, I think the problem is he's kind of just a slightly above average player <laughs> that had a really good year last year. <laughs> and above what he normally does but other than that he's just kind of a always been a slightly above average never, never too outstanding um, that being said I think I would play him over Seamus James this week because the Jets are pretty bad um, I agree with both of you guys about Matt Ryan but I also think he needs to throw Julio the damn football a little more so that's that's what I see when I watch them I'm sick of him trying to make Muhammad Sanu catch balls in the end zone that he never caught before in his life. Um, Taylor Gabriel's not a thing. Justin Hardy's not a thing. Whoever this Dante Hall or whatever his name is that should be running kicks back, not a thing. Um, just give your best player the football. And if you're not going to give it to him, let Freeman run it because he's really good too. No, it's stupid. Like, Coleman had the first... I feel like he should touch the ball like 25 times Col- every game. Coleman had the first five plays of the second half in that game. Like, why Why is Coleman the starting this? I know it doesn't matter who starts football games, but, like, what is that why? I don't understand. Like Eddie said to us, Eddie, you said they were pounding it down their throats, and then they start just whipping it at the end zone from the 18-yard line. They're also, they're also like, flip-flopping their blocking scheme. Like, I think that's when they change backs. I don't know if that's a thing, because I don't, like, watch game film, but I bet if I did, I think you would see Freeman take his own run schemes where he can wiggle, and Coleman taking man-blocking schemes and trying to get downhill. And I don't know why they're doing that. I feel like it should be the opposite from what I know from playing Madden. I feel like Freeman should be your downhill. 
He, I think he's more of a power back than Coleman, right? Like, Coleman's kind of like a scat back a little bit, right? Or am I wrong? Um, uh, Maybe they're I, just I similar. I think Freeman has a little wiggle to him, but I think, uh, I think open field speed, Coleman's better, but I think he runs ads more. I don't know, though. I don't watch them enough. Right, that's Chalk Talk Corner with Eddie Mitchum for week eight right there. Who wins this matchup between Bull and Fegley? I would say Bull. take Fegley too because ESPN has him projected to win stuff's usually right alright Stein versus Mick general question is this a loser leaves town match sure is thought about that yesterday when I was going over the matchups I said this is pretty much an elimination game more so for you than him Yeah, you got to face the 27 Yankees on the way out here. So. Yeah, this one's pretty much a must win for me. Told you I, got, I told you the other day I pretty much got to win this one and then probably my last three to get in just because the bye, bye weeks are going to hurt in weeks uh, nine, nine and ten. If it's a lose or lose town match, Ed, who are you rooting for to win this one? Make it's not close. No, your answer's Shane, so you can knock him out the following week. That's the that's the answer, but that's okay. Um, question. I want to go. You, where where's Shane gonna go with the flex two position? I'd ask about the flex one, but he hasn't gone anywhere at either of them all year. So let's try and get one right this week. Eli Rogers. Who's getting snipped from the squad this week, West or Brown? <coughs> um, or both? Honestly, it might be Martavis. <laughs> Doomed for the practice squad, set to be inactive this week. That's uh, yeah, it might be him. <laughs> it's a quick fall from grace. Worst keeper this year: Martavis Bryant, Marshawn Lynch, Paul Perkins, or Eddie Lacy. <laughs> no, I'm not even joking. I think it. <laughs> he ruined your clubhouse chemistry. <laughs> basically, because I think he, I feel like, out of every out of those four, he was like expected to do the most, and it was kind of just like a huge letdown. I don't think anyone expected much from Lacey or Perkins, and Brian was a big question mark. Knowing what you know about Marshawn Lynch now, even if you had kept him and found out a week later, you don't pay for A.B. or go after Gronk, right? One of those two goes away and you hit the running back position hard, right? Yeah, 
Correct. Eddie, same question. Who's the worst keeper out of the four of them? Um, I feel the same about Martavis Bryant. I mean, he was like a fifth-round guy. He's on the practice squad. Lynch still has some life in him. He's been for a week, but who knows what's going to come after that. We don't know for sure that he's dead. Martavis Bryant is putting a noose on. Um, he's about death. Uh, uh, Eddie Lacy, I don't know if he's put his mouthpiece in yet this year, so I think he's pretty good. Um, I think those are the two front runners. He can't fit the mouthpiece in because he's got a hot dog in there instead. <laughs> they didn't have to kill him because he was never alive. How many of these four players never play in the NFL again after this year? Um, at least three. I think... Perkins might be the only one that still does. <laughs> no, Brian, Brian will be in the league next year. Yeah, yeah, he'll be in the league next year. He'll probably be on the... the Brian will be on the Bengals or the Browns probably, but he'll be somewhere. Him and Burkins would probably... Well, this, it sounds like Jets, doesn't it? Jets, 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 yeah. Jets or Bills, Jets or Bills. I'd like to see That's him what go. Seems like to me. I'd like to see him go to San Francisco and watch Kirky sling it in the next five years. That's what I'd like to see. <laughs> God. God. I, would, Kirk Cousins every I would have that stack every week in Fanduel. All right, that's enough oh, ridiculousness right there. Uh, you guys expecting a big game for Keenan Allen this week on uh, the Mad Dogs? I want to, but I feel like I can't. Uh, I just don't feel like he's doing it this year. I don't know. Are we back to uh, fading the number one receiver against New England? No. Was that, was no. that a thing? No, Julio, no. Had, Julio had nine for 99 in the score last week. Yeah, it was a little garbage. I mean, the touchdown was obviously garbage, but I don't know. I feel like the defense maybe figured it out. They played pretty well the last three weeks. Are we concerned at at all? No? No. I actually think Allen's going to have a nice week. I don't think it's huge, but I think he has a nice week. No, I think uh, Steve Sarkeesian is brutal. That, uh, That obviously helped this week. Uh, they played. They played terrible pass defense against the Jets. McCown roasted them, and they were a very, very questionable call away from being in overtime against the Jets. Tampa, they got torched too. Where where were their three good games in a row? I'm saying they've given. field goals and an end around to Taylor Gabriel from the one. I mean, come on. No. Yep. Yeah, that, that's stupid. And they had the fake smoke machine rolling stuff in. Like, that team has literally no integrity. Like, 
They, it's just constantly scam after scam. It's brutal. <laughs> who wins? Stein, yeah, Keenan Allen's going to have a big game this week. Stein versus Mick. Who wins? take Stein and we'll wait for him to uh, come back so we can get running his... back. what running back ma- running back matchups aren't good for Shane no they're not um, they're not good matchups but I don't know Shane, uh, Shane you gonna take... win? what was that are you picking yourself I am taking Mick because unfortunately his matchups are better than mine. That's what Eddie just said. You guys are always on the same page. Spotlight matchup of the week. Butler versus Phil. Uh, two of the top, I'd say, five teams in the league. Top four or five teams in the league. Question for Butler's team. Who's going to have more of an impact the rest of the year on the hammer? Lamar Miller or Aaron Jones? Aaron Jones. I think one's usage is declining and one's going up, and I think Aaron Jones is on the right side of that. Yeah, I think it's Aaron Jones. I do too. Jones is good. I, think I missed that. I missed on that one. I didn't think this was going to be a thing, but I think the, I think the Rodgers injury is what is really amping that up. Yeah, I, I can see that. I mean, Rodgers was still back there. I don't think they're... High snap counts to be part of the passing game. Yeah. Back there, you just shifted your offense. So let's get down there with Aaron Jones. Yeah. It's always good to have the running back in that offense. Um, so, I think either way, whoever the guy was was going to be worth playing every week. Um, but Jones just looks better right now, so not to say that, that couldn't change and come back to Montgomery later, but Mo- Montgomery should probably play the wide receiver three and they should probably cut Cobb. I think he's terrible. Um, true or false on this one, Mark Ingram will finish as a top ten running back this season. He's 12th right now. 25 carries in week 6. 22 in week 7. Along with 9 total catches in those 2 weeks. Um, He's been doing the bull dance. I'm also going to say true. And the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because... Just going to... Once again, you know, someone's got to come on the show and defend Papakaz. This is the trade that's going to cost him the playoffs this year. And no one talked about it when it happened. It just kind of flew under the radar. Why in the world he traded Marvin Mark Ingram for Marvin Jones? That that's the one that's gonna kill him. Not the trade that I made with him. This is the one that's gonna burn him right here. But no one had a problem with that one. I don't even remember it. Exactly. Well, I don't think it's nearly 
you. It's also a bad one. <laughs> look, yeah, but look at the way the production's selling out. Julio had his first good game in four weeks for me. Kelsey had Kelsey. On paper, on paper, it's not nearly as bad as the one he made with you. But when you look at the, what it did to his team, I agree. I think it. I think it. He's been, he's been chasing the running back position ever since he did it, and he was already chasing it with Ingram. This is the one, and it, I mean, there was a three-headed monster when he traded him. No one knew that Peterson was going to get traded, and Ingram was going to blow up like this at the time. Um, Galladay had just gotten hurt, and I think Jones had just had a good game when he made this trade. But you got to be careful of making these swaps like this. I, I think you just always, and Phil does a good job with this. Phil. I feel like always tries to take the running back side of a deal. He just likes to accumulate running backs. Um, so, I just wanted to mention that. that. Uh, I almost listened back to that because I did set an over-under on what Peterson got traded in like our week two podcast. I feel like I said five or six. It's on iTunes. You can find it at Red Triangle Sports. <laughs> nice plug. Thanks. Um, who wins, Butler versus Phil? also on SoundCloud. Uh, give me Butler. Yeah, give me Butler. What do you guys want him for? To win. That's what oh. you asked. Oh, alright. <sighs> I'm going to take Phil. Butler for you guys. Mr. Bruce for me. Alright. League Rapid Fire. My wife prepared these questions this week. Alright. So, I told her where to go on the app to find, find some comparables. I think she did a pretty good job. Who you got this week? Matt Ryan at the Jets or Cam Newton at Tampa Bay? take scam scammer who you got this week Christian McCaffrey at Tampa Bay or Mark Ingram versus Chicago Marky Mark uh, Mark I'll take C-Mac bigger game this week Hogan versus the Chargers or Jeffrey versus the 49ers Hogan, I'm about as close to being out on Jeffrey as you can be. Um, Jeffrey. I got Hogan as well. I know I said it couldn't be a Smallwood and Aguilar week, but I do think it is an Aguilar week. So Smallwood was the guy I was away from there. Uh, bigger upside is a streaming tight end this week. Jared Cook at Buffalo or Zach Miller at New Orleans? <laughs> Eddie had to spit the vomit out of his mouth before he answered that. <laughs> can't go up the tight end with a guy that's completed nine balls in the last two weeks. Remember when he looked good, Sean? Nine completions in two weeks. I do. I'm going to go with Jericho. 
He said he the remembered. No. <laughs> the answer was no, because he never looked good. You were wrong. Just say I was wrong. He was never looking good. I'll take Cook, too, because hey. I don't know why Carr throws him. I thought he looked good on his, uh, his, uh, his debut. God, moving on. His first, first couple series he was on. I feel like Russell Westbrook just got thrown out or hurt or something. He hasn't scored in like five minutes. It's driving me crazy. Alright. Next question. This is supposed to be rapid fire, not looking at NBA stuff in the middle. More likely to be top 20 wide receiver this week. Tyreek Hill versus Denver or DeAndre Hopkins at Seattle? because I feel like he's going to get force-fed targets. I actually think they both have a good week, though. Who do you guys like more the QB position this week? Alex Smith versus Denver or Big Ben at the Lions? Ben. Road Ben. What was the first one? Alex Smith versus the Broncos. On oh Monday night, Alex Smith. Um, I will. Bad on Mondays, huh? Because no one ever plays bad on Mondays. I'll take. I'll take Road Ben too. I don't know why. No one plays bad on Sunday nights either. Better game this week, Wendell Smallwood versus the 49ers or the human joystick, Tariq Cohen, at the Saints? Smallwood. Smallwood. Is that anti-Cohen or anti-Trubisky, Ed? Uh, All of the above. I don't think Cohen's back anymore. I went away quickly. I'm going to take Cohen, though. I'm anti-Smallwood. I don't think it's a thing. And the feature question of the week. Do this again? What? We're going to do this again? Who's top five tight end this week? Who's more likely to be a top five tight end this week? Croft, I don't even know his first name, versus Indianapolis? (laughs) Or Jason Witten at Washington? Tyler Croft. down the field <laughs> uh, probably probably like more like 20-25 yards down the field is he Witten reading our text conversation like <laughs> no I think it's Witten I think it's Witten I'm going to go with Witten uh, too a little side action on that you guys want to get a little side action going <laughs> Eddie you want Croft minus 3 fantasy points against Witten Can't even see What's it. your choice? 
your Reese's peanut butter cup shirt. What's wrong with my Reese's shirt? Nothing's coming out too bad. Two for one. Let's get it after. He actually referred to your team in a text message today as take your ball and suck a D. <laughs> I know I can't say that in 2017, but all right, two for one special. It went 0 for two last weekend. You had the, you had the Broncos and the Cardinals. Both teams got shut out. <laughs> Which you had a you. You had a good chance of that happening last week because I think there were four shutouts in football. So, um, not off. Let's go Dolphins tomorrow night. I feel like I'm hitting a high rate on Thursday nights. (laughs) That's why you want to do it on Wednesdays every night. What's that line, Dolphins? Three. I like to have that Thursday night option. Russ, Russ is back playing. We're good. All right. Let's do. Oh, the rest are pretty tough. Raiders plus two and a half. Two and a half? Yeah. All right. That's your two for one underdog special. Like him to win outright. Go to the best bets where we each of us pick our three best bets of the week. Last week Eddie was three and zero. I was two and one. Shane was one and two. So through eighteen picks, Eddie has four, five, eight, eleven wins. Eleven and seven. Shane is eight and ten. And I'm. Ten and eight, game back to you. Who do we got in week eight? I'm gonna take the Vikings minus nine and a half. It's just gonna be my thing. First pick every week is gonna be whoever's playing the Browns. Just gonna go there, stay there. Didn't work for me last week, but. You know, sometimes you just got to say, I feel like I was right about that one and go back to it the next week. So, I also feel like, Shane, I feel like I was right about Nelson Aguilar. You were. A couple of years late, but you were right about So, trust the process. Eagles minus 13. <laughs> That's juicy, isn't it? I, I, I'd lay 100 there. And just beat me to take the Niners. <laughs> I've been picking against them every week. You love to pick terrible dogs and get them wrong. That's what your record shows. The difference in the the difference in our picks this year has been me picking against Ed on the Eagles bets. <laughs> <laughs> they do it every week, and they just keep covering. I like the Redskins plus two at home. I'm gonna take that one, lock that one in. Kirky's the quarterback, the Redskins. And I'm going to hop on the Eagles with you, Ed. I, I don't see how they don't win by 21. 
This is the if you ever wanted to play three team teasers, this is the week. Eagles tease them down. Tease the Bengals down to make it a half a point at home against the Colts and get a half a point for the Vikings against the Browns. That's the week to play. Ten team ten team ten point teasers. Vikings minus nine off. Good, yeah. No, I was just recapping my picks, but because I didn't hear anything on your end other than a cat meowing, so <laughs> I'm going. Uh, I actually like Dallas. Give me Dallas. Was it minus two? Yep. Standard me and you uh, going against each other every week. that one 10 10 and a half alright Ed so far we have the Eagles from you are you just picking that three times or Saints minus nine Steelers minus three I do like that one I do like that one I think that's a good pick it's time uh, for the Bears to blow up they're terrible the Bears. Yeah. That, that Bears. All right. Anything else? Week eight in the Sons of Fantasy Football League. Light on Shane. What do we got to look forward to this week? Got nothing for you. Last week of crossover play before we get back into business. <clears throat> yeah, let's get a quick update like on that. We are only seven and five against the inferior LA division. So let's pick it up this week, boys. I've predicted five of the six of us for a win this week, other than Bolt. So that's just because I want Fagley to win. Because I don't want him to trade any good players to Shane. Alright, uh, uh, this is the end of the Week 8 podcast. Went a little long. Went over an hour for the first time in a long time. A couple sidebars, that'll happen to you. Um, find us on Twitter, Red Triangle 23 SoundCloud, iTunes podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Eddie and Shane for joining me. Good luck in Week 8, and uh, we'll talk to you guys in Week 9.